Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicky, and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. We're talking your Austens, your Dickens, your Tolstoys, your Chekhovs, the stuff that you'd love to be able to tell people you've read, but who's got the time? Luckily I've made time in my busy schedule and on each episode I'm going to give two guests a cheat book to one of the classics. I'll tell them about the plot, the characters, the themes, arm them with some key quotes, ask them to review it at the end. And by the end of this show, both you and they will be able to pretend you've read it. So lending me there is today on today's episode, our guest Joel Dusha from Sans Pants Radio. Hello, Joel. Hey, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming down. And also joining Joel is Matt Stewart, host of Primates and a co-host of my uh, other podcast, Do Go On. Hello, Matt. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Hey, douche. <laughs> hey, Matt. Look at us in a book club. Oh, <laughs> no. Hoity-toity, hoity-toity. <laughs> Never felt so clever. Yeah. Pass the tea. <laughs> is that what they do? Have you, guys, nice have you guys ever been in a book club? Have, no. you ever, have you ever been in a club that's not a nightclub? <laughs> I walked past the library once, oh. um, but it was full of nerds, so yeah. I kept walking <laughs> after I punched the glass. <laughs> Flipped them off. Yeah. Mouthed nerds and then kept walking. Yeah. No. no Probably to a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> clubbing, clubbing life. Yeah, clubbing during library hours. <laughs> what, are you th- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, my life is off the rails. Um, can, can you help me? This is a cry for help, Dave. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you here on this uh, Cry for Help. And uh, Douche, have you, are you much of a, a reader or have uh, you ever been? Uh, so in high school, I started getting into the classics. Uh, I, I don't mind reading uh, nowadays because of the podcast that I'm in. It's mostly comic books that I read, but I do like novels. Um, although, unfortunately, my two favorite books are like the most pieces of garbage books to say to people like that, like, I love these books. And people are like, oh, cool. So you're just like picking. So it's a real conversation ender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are, we, what are we talking? We're talking The Great Gatsby. Oh, possible future episode here. I'm a big fan. And Catcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. So pe- Coming of age. The two books that people are like, oh, yeah, sweet. I studied those in high school. And they're like very wankery. And I'm like, no, they're great. And they're like, probably don't talk to me anymore. Matt, do you want to talk to Dusha after he's revealed that to you? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of both of those books. So <laughs> I actually saw The Great Gatsby at the cinema, so I've got culture. Yeah. We didn't do either of those at school, so they weren't ruined for me. Um, I'd love to pretend that I've read them right mm. now, Dave. Well, um, is there actually- any chance you could pop a quick episode together for me? <laughs> an episode within an episode, please. Oh, so this is a mini episode on The Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> in my head, it's about a baseball game. Uh, it's about... And whiskey? Yeah, close. Right. Uh <laughs> Teenage boy has a rough time, is depressed, undiagnosed, 
has a panic attack. Okay, and where's the baseball coming to it? Because that's the hook for me. <laughs> that's I'm reading this for the baseball. <laughs> Matt, you said uh, you didn't study those in, in school, but I do know that you did study the topic of today's episode in school. Now, we're not looking at a classic novel. We're looking at a classics classic. We're looking at a play. We are going to talk about uh, Othello by uh, William Shakespeare. Oh, Ooh. Shakespeare. I've heard of him. <laughs> How's he going? He's doing well. Great. Back that at the top of the news. charts, baby. Whoa. <laughs> Look at him go. <coughs> no, so uh, Shakespeare, I believe you studied Othello in high school, Matt? I did. Yeah, I did. Many, many centuries ago. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> um, I'm undead. Uh, for those new to me and, and, and my all-powerful being, um, I... That's a rough current situation. Yeah, but, you know, it's great to just see your friends... <laughs> Live and die. You know, the centuries wear on. And you're gonna take a drink of that holy water in your hand. <laughs> so refreshing. I, yeah, no, I did. I did. I did do it in high school. I, I did an essay on it, but I could tell you very little about it. I can't remember it much at all. The big question is, did you read it even then? I, to be honest, I probably didn't. I mean, I definitely would have flicked through it, and I definitely watched the Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne movie adaptation. What a cast. It's pretty bloody good, isn't William it? William Shakespeare really pulled out all the stops for he that did. one. Oh, for sure. He cast it himself. Yeah, he did. But I, I did, I like, obviously, I did enjoy reading. I, I liked English. English was my favourite subject at high school. I went on to um, minor in literature at uni. Oh, a whole minor? <laughs> yeah, a whole minor. I majored in criminology. Ever heard of it? All right. So... Funnily enough, English is also my minor. Hey. Hey. A couple of minor birds over here. <laughs> hey. And uh, But you do sure at school, Othello wasn't one of your Shakespeare's? No, we read a bunch of other Shakespeare's, but Othello was not one of them. Okay, well, uh, you are in for an absolute treat today, my friends, because oh. Othello is one of, the, one of the greats. Can I ask you, um, if just ahead of the report you're about to give, did you come across the, the board game and is that related to the uh, play? I know the board game you're playing. You used to play it a lot on a, a phone app. Yeah, it's like black and white oh, it's good coins fun. that can flip. Yeah, is is that anything to do? It's, I'm assuming it's not, but I'm also assuming it is. Because the word Othello. what I, It has to have some kind of yeah, meaning. Yeah, it feels like it. It's also called reversi. <laughs> which... <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's I more... laugh, but I actually know it by that name. I was like, I've never played Othello. Reversi, though. Oh, yeah. Played, played the hell out of that. Well, and it's called Othello because it was um, trademarked as such by Mattel under that name. Right. They like... they trademarked Othello or Reversi? No, Othello. Right. They own the name Othello and Othello. <laughs> now, I'm just going to read straight from Wikipedia here, so let's hope this is right. The name was selected as a reference to the Shakespearean play Othello, hey. referring to the conflict between Othello and Iago, who we we're going to talk about. Oh, spoilers. Uh, more controversially, possibly to the unfolding drama between a black character and a white character. There are black and white pieces. That could be, this is Wikipedia, and I'm looking through. There's very little sources on this one. <laughs> so there okay. you go. Any representatives of the Mattel are listening to today's episode, feel free to uh, email us in. Yeah, and also... Uh, Email Wikipedia. <laughs> Get that shit off there. That's not good for your brand. <laughs> Bringing race into board games. What are you doing? Anyway, all right. So Othello was also known as the Tragedy of Othello, the Moor of Venice. It was written at around 1603. Now, a Moor, if you're wondering, is a name given primarily at the time to Muslim people from what is now Spain and Portugal who had mixed Spanish and Arab roots. 
So the title character, Othello, uh, his ethnic origin is open to debate, but it's clear from the text and the several references that he has dark skin. And these days, it's usually portrayed by an actor of colour. For example, Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Well, that makes sense. But what are, what are the other options? But that hasn't always been the case. Oh, with no. many white actors wearing some form of blackface to portray him, including three very famous people: Orson Welles, oh. Lawrence Olivier, oh. and most recently, Sir Anthony Hopkins. That, Anthony Hopkins, yeah, and like in the eighties, not that long ago. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Oh, it's bad. They are three like all-time great actors yeah, as well. They'd be on the list, wouldn't they, of all-time greats? Yeah. Well, Sir Anthony Hopkins, he's made some questionable decisions, but I thought that his most questionable choice was being in that Transformers movie where he says dude. But uh, I guess no. Blackface <laughs> yeah. and Othello knocks that off. Oh, man. He's, Just. he's gone rock bottom. He'll say yes to anything because in comparison, it looks good. He won't, he, right. He's just trying, <laughs> he's just trying to get credits to push down his IMDb. <laughs> yeah. He just wants like 6,000 acting credits so you can't find it. The filmography is down and down, but yeah. I didn't know that he was in Transformers. Yeah, it's it's very unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys that does a, when he do, when he's great, he's great. But when he's he might be entering what I like to call the De Niro years, which uh, is just saying yes to everything. Dirty what, grandpa what are years. You yeah. Doing De Niro, you're wealthy, <laughs> you're respected. Why are you saying yes to that? Well, he probably films? did. Like when he did like analyze this and like meet the parents and stuff like that. I guess he was probably like um oh, like going against type, mm. and then that. Earned him a lot of money, so then he just started saying yes. He's to like, well, I guess it's my comedy. new time, yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> he potentially just doesn't, yeah, doesn't give a give a give a damn about legacy. Because I think I think the older you get, and now that I'm centuries old, I realize, that <laughs> apart from me, you know, everyone else dies. Yeah. So who gives a d- bloody damn, <laughs> Warnicky? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, that's some truth bombs coming from a centuries old man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now let's get to Othello. Yes. Uh, act one, scene one. It's in five acts. Probably won't announce every single act, to be honest. But um, is that that's is that always five acts for Shakespeare? It's a v- very common. Yeah, often you'll have the the first say three acts. There's a bit of a cliffhangery type thing going on. The audience has a intermission. Few go out, get popcorn. Yep, throw that popcorn at Othello, <laughs> at Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Say, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, mate? <laughs> You were so good in Silence of the Lambs. Why yeah. have you done this? We're happy. If, if you're going to, like, fine, play a man-eater. But, <laughs> but Blackface, what are you doing? What are you I doing? I just realized Silence of the Lambs came out in, like, the 90s. So he hadn't done that yet. He recovered? Uh. You will do Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and it will be good, but this is bad. <laughs> this is real bad, mate. Okay, so the play opens in Venice with a young man, Rodrigo, which is a sweet name. But it's a great name. He it's, he sounds like a sexy guy. Yeah. It's a sexy name. Yeah. Not a sexy character. Uh, mm. Rodrigo is con- complaining to his friend, quotation marks there, Ooh. his friend Iago, that Iago hasn't helped him woo Desdemona, the beautiful daughter of a senator. Rodrigo's got a bad for her. And now she has eloped with Othello, a general in the army. Rodrigo is both dumb and rich, which is a terrible combination. And Iago has been taking advantage of him and taking his money. Right. Now, um, Iago, who is super evil and conniving, he assures Rodrigo that he hates Othello because he is, Othello's just promoted Cassio, a Florentine, which he uses as a, an offensive <laughs> word, <laughs> who is younger and in Iago's eyes much less experienced on, on the battlefield than himself. And I've got to tell you here that Iago is the ultimate villain. Think Jafar from Aladdin mixed with Dr. Evil mixed with Iago also from Aladdin, <gasps> who is named after him. 
Who's the Yago from Aladdin again? The, the little talking red bird. Right. He's evil. Evil. <laughs> He's the ultimate uh, Shakespearean bad guy, Iago. But you'll find that, that yourselves. Iago suggests to Rodrigo, the dumb rich guy, that they tell Desdemona, who he's in love with, they tell her father, Brabantio, who's a powerful senator, that she has run off with Othello after Othello tricked her into falling in love with him. That's the... How do you do that? Sleight of hand. Right. Yeah, a sweet magic trick. Whoa, where'd the coin go? I'm in love with you. Yeah. It's, it's the oldest trick in the book, yeah. right? You, you're undead. You should know this. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it just seems, that seems like one of those ones that wouldn't work with magic. I thought mag, like magic and love don't go together. Yeah, usually genies Yeah, magicians are, like... are so alone. <laughs> so alone. Have you ever seen Chris Angel with a lady? I haven't. No. Or a man, actually. Or anyone, really. David Copperfield, he did have those two hot white tigers for a while. <laughs> If I recall correctly. Are thinking of Siegfried and or Roy? The Tigers of Siegfried and Roy? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know them by name. <laughs> I know them by name. So they say, let's go wake up Brabantio and tell him that his daughter has run off with this general. They just happen to be passing Brabantio's house at that exact moment. <laughs> they literally say in the text, oh, here's his house. <laughs> there are a lot of coincidences and stuff yeah. like that in Shakespeare. There's a lot of coincidences well. and you know, misunderstandings that lead to hilarious <laughs> yeah. or costly things. <laughs> oh, hilarious <laughs> tragedies. <Yeah. laughs> Unbelievable kind of misunderstandings as well. Like one word has two meanings and they'll take that. I cannot think of a single example of this, by the way. But this happens all the time in yep. Shakespeare. And that'll lead to the whole plot will be hanging on this one little misunderstanding. Is that a fair thing, Dave? That's a fair thing. Also, my favourite other thing is when... Um, People dress up as other characters. They put on <laughs> genuinely what we would consider the equivalent of a fake mustache. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, you're a new person. <laughs> then when they take it off at the end, they go, what? I was in love with you the whole time? Yeah, that happens a lot. But anyway, they say, look, this is Brabantio's house. So they shout a lot and wake him up. Brabantio comes to his balcony and he is super pissed off and doesn't believe them at first. But Rodrigo tells Brabantio to check his daughter's room. Huh? He discovers Desdemona is indeed missing. <gasps> Brabantio is pissed off. <gasps> Iago disappears, not wanting to get caught up in any of this business, which he often does. He just disappears when things are about to go down. And Brabantio asks Rodrigo for help tracking down his daughter and Othello. Meanwhile, conniving at Iago goes ahead to Othello's house and warns him that Brabantio may be coming to try and break him up from Testimona. He's already stirring Oof. the pot. Oof. This is very early on in Act 1 and things oh. are out of hand. Talk about Imidius Rez. Just starts... Amongst it all. Oh, it's basically like the opening of a James Bond movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talk about amazing res. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly as as uh, that phrase goes. This is a real good example of amazing res. <laughs> I feel like you both have two different understandings of that word, and there's going to be some hilarious hijinks <laughs> later on because of it. <laughs> so some men approach, and Iago thinks it's Brabantio, but it turns out to be Cassius and some other soldiers. Cassius, remember, is the guy that Othello promoted over Iago. Yes. Iago's sworn enemy. But he doesn't know that. Yeah, I was going to say, does Cassius know this? Oh, he has no idea. Cassius is just like, sweet. He's like, hey, pal. And well, Iago's like, how good's my promotion? <laughs> yeah. This rules. And he, Iago would say to his face, it's, it, it does rule. And then aside, he'd say, it doesn't rule. <laughs> it takes and one step forward. Cassius would be like, it's... what? What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> Should we mention as well that um, Iago, some people might know him as Largo, um, but that is a capital I. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how is basic you, we're going. You from school? <laughs> Probably. People get to the end of this and they're like, 
They didn't mention Largo once. <laughs> Names of the capital I are always going to get you in trouble. Lion or Lan, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Lan, yeah. Iron. Iron. Yeah. That's confusing. Double I? Ugh. Leanne. <laughs> I've always thought uh, the wrong way, whatever that would be. Yes. Uh, so Cassio has arrived at Othello's house to tell him that the Duke of Venice wants to see him in relation to something happening in Cyprus. In the play, Cyprus is an island controlled by Venice, which historically at this time is not actually true. Right. <laughs> but a truth bending here by Shakespeare. Oh. He's a master. It's a master bender. Uh, Brabantio and his men then do rock up, and Brabantio is raving with anger, accusing Othello of using witchcraft to steal away his daughter. That's what he's saying. Not magic. This is like this is very heated very early on. Oh, there's a lot of yelling, a lot of going on. He orders his men to attack Othello. Shit seems like it's about to go down, but Othello calmly tells Brabantio that he better not attack him as the Duke has just summoned him. I'm an important guy now. Don't don't touch me. <laughs> Cassius and his men back up this claim and Brabantio decides that he too will go and see the Duke and see what he says about Othello stealing away his daughter. So they all go to see the Duke together. <laughs> when he says stealing away, yep. what does that mean? Witchcraft. Right. Brainwashing his daughter. Okay. She's not in love with you. Right. How could she be? Etc. Etc. How could she be? Jeez, that's brutal. And the answer <laughs> is magic. Right. And the only answer that Brabantio can possibly come to. Didn't you say he's a powerful army leader? Yeah, he's a general, so he's quite famous and yeah. rich and wealthy. Yeah, can't see any reason to be attracted to that. Must be witchcraft. Witchcraft. It's pretty funny to imagine. So there's like three guys, but all three of their armies just going to see the Duke. Yeah, they're all marching together. <laughs> it's like when uh, people are power walking alongside each other, <laughs> just looking at each other. Oh, I'm going to get there. I'm You're going to be in there. so much trouble yeah. when we get to the Duke. <laughs> right, let's all agree to take a water break. We'll meet back here in five minutes. But before everyone arrives at the Duke's headquarters, the Duke is talking to his advisors about the Turkish army. They are the ones that look like they will attack Cyprus and the reason that Othello has been summoned in the first place. It looks like the Turks are about to take on the people in Cyprus. This meeting is interrupted by the arrival of all those people power walking together. <laughs> Brabantio, Othello, Cassio, Iago, Rodrigo and all their crew. <laughs> They're posses. Three posses together. Uh, Brabantio demands that everyone shut up about the war and listen to him about his daughter and how she has been brainwashed by Othello. And he keeps calling him, quote, the more. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, there, so there's like, shut up. There's a big war about to happen. Who cares? Yeah, shut up. My daughter has been brainwashed by the more. My daughter is seeing someone. Basically. Duke, yeah. stop this. Yeah, selling yeah, a very Duke. powerful so person. Wait, so you're saying your daughter's gone on a date? A date with this this sweet general. The guy that... My I, general. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, you, you must be very proud. Is that what you're here to say? That basically. Well, the Duke does step in. He, he likes Othello and he asks him to defend himself against this Ex- and explain if he did drug Desdemona or use witchcraft to make her marry him. So he's, uh, he's gone, obviously witchcraft is a possibility. <laughs> yeah, he says, tell us about this witchcraft. Can I get some of that? Because we should use this in our wars. Yeah, yeah be like, I mean, if you're, army, go away. you're in love with me now. <laughs> you're now all married to me. I now have 40,000 wives and husbands. Othello, he sounds like he can do it all. He's making love, he's making war. He that is can do it all. He can, well, what, he can oh, do it. Okay. What else is there, doucher? He said, did you see, did you see that, Duke? Excuse me. <laughs> did you see how he, Duke, he just used you? magic against me with his words. 
Can you stop him? I'd like to defend myself. I did not drug nor use witchcraft, which I know are both on the table. Yeah, they situation. are both serious options. <laughs> Duke, Othello. what do you say to this? <laughs> well, the, the Duke says to Othello, tell us what happened. And Othello says the only witchcraft he was telling or he used was telling awesome stories of his life that made her fall in love with him. Ah, classic bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll tell you about the witchcraft. It's called my charm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's called yeah. being a charmer. I've, charmer. Yeah, I've used some drugs, charisma drugs. <laughs> um, these abs, yeah, <laughs> they're dreamy drugs. <laughs> Look at these baby blues. <laughs> yeah, I dare you to look into my eyes for five minutes. I yeah. double dare you. Double dare you. And now you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does use magic. <laughs> no, apparently her father himself, Brabantio, used to enjoy Othello's stories of battle and surviving slavery. And Desdemona used to secretly listen to this stud tell his amazing stories, and she fell in love with him. Othello says, quote, she'd come again with her greedy ear and devour up my discourse. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> That's the <filth>. euphemism. <laughs> devour up my discourse. Yeah. Ooh, it's sexy until discourse. <laughs> oh, discourse is sexy. Wow. There's not a single word in that sentence that isn't sexy, Dave. I oh, know. He's so, he's so sexy. Uh, he says the reason he fell in love with her is because, quote, she loved me for the dangers I had passed and I loved her that she did pity them. Basically, I liked her because she liked my stories. <laughs> she loves my stories. I love the fact she loves my stories. We're a match made in heaven. We're in love. Desdemona then comes in and backs up Othello's story saying, yeah, his but stories. most of all, I love how you love me. Is that a song? I'm trying to think of some song. But the <laughs> it's like, wait, what? That's what you love most about me? I thought that was going to be, uh, but most of all, we love each other. Ah. Bit of Madeline. We love our bread. We, we love, love our, our butter. butter. But most, most of all, all, we love, we love each, each other. other. That's beautiful. That was beautiful. beautiful. That was beautiful French accents all around too. <laughs> I felt like none of us really Matt and committed. I both went German <laughs> and then I backed away. But most of all, we love each other. Night. <laughs> so who, the, who are you? Sorry, I'm talking all over you. About to see myself out if I do it. I'm giving myself a second warning there. No, you're fine. Tell me. Who are you picturing in your head when you're thinking Othello? Are you thinking uh, Sir, Anthony Sir Anthony Hopkins? Or Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> I'm a big fan of the fish. Yeah, I love the fish. I'm I'm going fishing. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go fish because it really does change everything. Mm. It makes it between like because it's sounding like he's a very at at this stage he's a very sympathetic character because we're like he's been he's been accused of witchcraft. Yeah, he's he been screwed that. over, and he's like the way that he talks in this is just like he's like not this again. Yeah. Like it's a hassle. It seems like it's a constant hassle of everybody. Like, hey, you Othello. Your trouble. Yeah. Uh, it's just my stories. I'm a good storyteller. Yeah, it's a, like it sounds like with all the it sounds like it's racism, right? Pretty blatant racism. There is a lot of racism in this place. But he's yeah. still, big, theme, big theme, flag that right he's here. He's climbed the ladder in the army. He must just be a very good general. Oh, is and it? apparently he's some of the stories he tells are, are you know, survival. at least a good storyteller. Yeah. Um side note, and this is like I guess a spoiler. Is this play written like sympathetic to Othello or by the end is like, because Shakespeare is all over the place when it comes to morals. Now, I'll, I'll actually will ask you at the end what you think of the characters. Oh, okay. Right. Tell me if you think. Because right now you're thinking he's a great guy, is that right? Yeah, but I just know that like I've read Merchant of Venice, which is sold as a comedy, but that's just a racist tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's not a comedy to you? <laughs> Good, you passed the test. Uh, Comedy equals cool. racism plus, plus tragedy. 
Now, the Duke, who was a fan of Othello, believes him and says, I reckon my own daughter would fall in love with someone if they said those awesome stories. He's a big fan. The Duke tells Othello he has to go to Cyprus, and after refusing to stay with her father, they work out that Desdemona can go with him as well. Brabantio, who accepts their love but is still annoyed, says to Othello, quote, look to her more if thou has eyes to see. She has deceived her father and may thee. Basically, she lied to me. She'll probably lie to you, mate. Bit of a foreshadowing. Look to her more or more? M-O-O-R. Right. More. See, there's there's a real... There's real room here bit for of, mortar. Bit of wordplay there, maybe. Yeah. So there's planting a little little seed of doubt in the back of Othello's mind really early on. And uh, maybe in the uh, audience's mind as well. Yes. David. David. <laughs> <gasps> Definitely. You've discovered my secret. My full name is David. <laughs> uh, everyone leaves except Iago, the bad guy, and Rodrigo, the guy that loves Desdemona. After hearing all of this, he is really sad, thinking he'll never win her back now. But Iago convinces him to keep his chin up and together they'll take down Othello. He encourages Rodrigo to come to Cyprus and bring money. That's very important. Right. Because he is robbing him blind. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do I need to bring money? Just bring the money. Okay, I'll bring it. <laughs> just just double checking. Is it des- definitely necessary for just me to... Unmark, unmark bills. And this will help me win back this designer. Oh, yes. Also, I'm the third guy in this situation. Also, trying <laughs> to convince you to bring money. Absolutely, yeah. you should listen to him. You should take the money. I, I, well, yeah. you should listen to this talking cat. <laughs> if both you and the talking cat are saying so, yeah. then I'm not an idiot. <laughs> then I have, like, as the talking cat, this being a Shakespeare play, I then have a soliloquy directly addressing you. Oh. Well, no, here we, our first soliloquy is coming out right now. Yes. R- Rodrigo leaves, being told to bring the money. Iago is left alone and delivers a soliloquy, which. To people who don't know, that's the bit in Shakespeare where people talk out loud to themselves and hope no one hears their messed up confessions. <laughs> Iago finishes this first act by asking himself how he'll mess with Othello, sort of brainstorming out loud. He decides that he will imply that Cassio, the man that he uh, that was promoted over Iago, has become a little too close to Othello's wife Desdemona and he'll cheat his friend Rodrigo out of his money. He basically finishes the act by doing an evil laugh and walking off. <laughs> End of act one. We did it. So and that's, that's the end of the act one. Also means the end of the the play, right? Yeah. Oh, Cut that's great. No, oh, that's geez, a lot of balls still in the air. But hey, it's theater of the mind. <laughs> you go home and you think about it. Great. You work it work it out on the way home. Oh. You've Got to leave the audience wanting more, Matt. That's true. Not less, Matt. <laughs> leave the audience wanting less. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the play. <laughs> Our job here is done. <laughs> Uh, over on the island, this is Act 2 now, over on the island of Cyprus, some men watch as a huge storm rages out in the ocean. They theorise that no ship could have survived it and that the Turks who were sailing over to invade them were surely drowned. I love an assumption as well. <laughs> I assume they're all dead. <laughs> At the start of Act 2. Yeah, probably. Probably, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> it's not sure if Othello and his team have also drowned, but then someone <laughs> spots a sail. It turns out to be Iago and his wife, Amelia, Othello's wife, Desdemona, and the wealthy fool, Rodrigo. They come ashore. (laughs) Then they hear a cannon shot announcing another ship survived the storm and it's Othello. That's how people used to talk back then. (laughs) Fire the cannon, we're okay. (laughs) Also, that's a weird crew to be just like on one ship. Yeah, so Othello's not even with his wife. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wait, Othello's got a wife? Yeah, Yeah. Desdemona. Oh, okay. The one that he, he, you know, (laughs) brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were just hanging out, but they've no, they've, they've eloped and married in secret. And you said that, and I heard it, and I am not even questioning it. 
Anyway, the summary here is that they're alive. But while they wait for a I need a I need another podcast called <laughs> Pretend That You've Heard the Podcast. <laughs> it's a Book companion cheat cheat. <laughs> Yeah. When one cheat sheet isn't enough. <laughs> oh, what does this cheat sheet mean? <laughs> oh, I need to look at my other cheat sheet. Oh, no. There's so many codes here. <laughs> uh, whilst they wait for Othello to arrive, they have some small talk. And Iago's wife, Amelia, and Cassio lightheartedly tease Desdemona that she talks too much. Well, then Iago jumps in, and just when he thought he couldn't be any worse of a dude, he starts banging on about how women are good at nothing except for sex. He's not a good guy. Bad bloke. But, I mean, we are talking the 1600s. So you about to say, we are talking the 60s. <laughs> it's a different time. We are talking the 1560s. But it, it is interesting that... Um... That, that was like Shakespeare's writing that as he's the bad guy. He's, a he's bad got guy. he's got bad and ideas. And people are defending against that. They're saying his wife, who is um quite outspoken, says to him, You what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So even I, back then it's like he's a prick. Well yeah. I think I think that's a, something i I forget that it isn't just like this one line diagonally going up women's rights <laughs> starting at zero in the year zero and like going up so towards we're on equality 2018 right it's, now yeah. apparently it, i think it has been it's been up and down there's been times where it's been very good yes in the olden days and then times where it's been atrociously bad yes and we need to make sure that doesn't happen again all right mate we get it <laughs> we get it you like you like people you think we're all equal good on you Come on, mate. You sickened me. Sorry, this is a book podcast. I need yeah. to keep... Uh, yeah, bo- books. Shakespeare. No, no, I, I think it is important that you tell these book nerds out there what's what. Uh, Cassio takes Desdemona aside and grabs her by the hand. A thing that Iago takes note of. Mm. He'll use this in his plan to make it look like they're having an affair. Othello arrives and everyone cheers when he announces their enemies. The Turks have indeed drowned. Yay, death. That's the best because the assumption paid off. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I wonder if there's Turks in. Yep. Sick. Yeah, they did. Uh, everyone goes to celebrate this announcement except Iago, who is ordered to unload the ship. <laughs> Cop that, Iago. Because yeah. remember, he is pretty lowly ranking. He expected to be to be promoted, but he didn't get it. He stays behind with Rodrigo and mentions to Rodrigo that Cassio is also in love with Desdemona, basically saying, did you see the way you held her hand back there? Huh? He convinces Rodrigo that if Desdemona got bored with Othello, she would soon go to Cassio rather than him. So he tells Rodrigo to start a fight with Cassio that night and that Othello will get mad at Cassio for attacking a civilian. Iago hopes that this will mean that Cassio is demoted. Ooh. So Cassio is not in love with Desdemona, but he's just making Rodrigo think that he is. So he's a, a bit of a threat. He's sort of starting up, starting up trouble again. Iago is left alone and admits that he wants—he also wants to sleep with Desdemona, but not because he loves her, but because he is convinced Othello once slept with his wife, Amelia. He says, quote, a wife for a wife. You know that old saying. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that one. A lot of Shakespearean phrases do get passed down. I've never heard a wife for a wife. <laughs> a wife for a wife. <laughs> but keep trying, Bard, keep trying. Uh, Iago decides that if he can't be with her, the next best thing would be to drive Othello mad with jealousy. He admits he hasn't fully thought out his plan yet, but the pieces are slowly falling into place. Up in the castle on the island, a big party and feast is thrown to celebrate the victory over the Turks. I say victory. A wave smashed them. (laughs) One by default. And also to celebrate Othello's new marriage to Desdemona. Othello tasks with not partying too hard and keeping an eye on things. Cassio says that Iago has been instructed to keep guard, but that he'll help him out. 
Othello is blind to Iago, saying multiple times throughout the play, variations on, Iago was most honest. <laughs> In fact, his nickname for many characters is Honest Iago. Which, remember, is the opposite of what he is. is. I would, in fact, if I had to give him a nickname, I'd be like, Dishonest Iago. Ah, ah. yes. You would be more accurate. <laughs> but the play would uh, not work out the way it does. <laughs> when Iago runs into Cassio on guard, he tries to get Cassio drunk. Tries and succeeds! Whoa! <laughs> Despite Cassio admitting that he can't handle his liquor and that he's already had one cup, Iago peer pressures him into having another one. I love Basically, going out for a cup of drink. <laughs> yeah. Basically by saying, come on. And then he sings some, some drinking songs. But that's pretty much his tact is, but come on. But I've already had one cup. Have a second cup. Ah, come on. All right, one more cup. Everyone's got one of those friends, don't they? <laughs> Dusha, I think, is, is that friend for many. Mostly for myself. Right. <laughs> Cassio instantly gets very drunk, which is shown by him denying that he is drunk. Classic drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> Are no, you no, drunk? Not, no, 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 no. I've just had a couple. Um, <laughs> just had a couple of cups. Couple yeah, of cups. just had a couple of cups. But I'm, you know, I'm having a good time. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not having a good time. I'm just, I'm not drunk. <laughs> do I? Uh, do you want me to drive? I can drive us. <laughs> yeah, I'll, drive I'll, 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 pro- I'll, pro- I'll prove it to you. I'm not drunk. Police officer pulls you over. Mm. Been drinking tonight? Yeah, a couple of cups. A couple of cups. <laughs> Nothing major. There was a couple of cups. How big were the cups? Well, I mean, they were big cups. Yeah. <laughs> Chop the cu- the top off a keg. <laughs> it's a big cup, but it's a cup. Just one. Well, two. Two, two. kegs. Just two kegs. <laughs> so he gets him drunk. He gets Cassio drunk. Iago then takes Montano, the island's governor, aside, a very powerful person. Yep. And he tells Hello, him- governor. Is it like that? <laughs> Almost exactly how I imagined it when reading. It is an English play. Hello, Governor. Hello, Governor of Cyprus. <laughs> Governed by Venice. <laughs> so, yeah, spot on. So, yes, very English. Great. He takes Montana, the governor, aside and tells him that whilst Cassio is a good bloke, he doesn't think he makes a good second in command because he's got a bit of a drinking problem. Mm. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Loves what? those cups. Last night had two cups. Yeah. He's had a couple more than a couple of cups. Four. Four cups. He's had exactly four. Rodrigo briefly appears on stage and Iago instructs him to chase Cassio and start a fight with him. Iago goes back to telling Montano about how drunk Cassio is. It's amazing, that scene, because he's talking to Montano. Rodrigo enters. He sort of quietly whispers something to Rodrigo. Montano doesn't notice. Rodrigo leaves. He goes straight back to the conversation with Montano. (laughs) He keeps telling about how drunk Cassio is. And as he's saying this, Cassio runs onto the stage chasing after and yelling at Rodrigo, threatening him with violence. So it's not a good look for a senior officer. No. You're like, he's real drunk. He's real drunk. That exact guy runs on stage (laughs) drunk, challenge, chasing a stranger, yelling, I'm going to kick the hell out of you. Yeah, that's well played. Montana was seen and heard enough and steps in to break up Cassio and Rodrigo and Cassio attacks him. The governor. Oh, no. Oh, Cassio. Uh, Whilst being held down, he stabs Montano. Very powerful person. Well, with everyone distracted, Iago again quietly tells Rodrigo to go and wake up everyone and tell them something has happened. A loud alarm bell is rung and Othello arrives on the scene. Othello demands to know what the hell has just happened and no one wants to speak. Montano says, Iago saw everything and Othello gets him to tell him what happened. At first... Iago says he doesn't want to get Cassio in trouble. <laughs> That's uh, great. I don't want Classic. To I saw something, but I don't want to say. Uh, I just want to stay out of it. I don't, he's a great hey, guy. I was, uh, this is very out of character what I saw him do, definitely. Uh, I mean, he did just stab <laughs> someone. <laughs> I 
no, the guy that's just been stabbed by a man doesn't want to say who stabbed him. He's like, that guy will tell you who stabbed me. <laughs> Real powerful guy. Yeah. Just in case you won't believe me, the most powerful yeah. person here. Yeah, <laughs> I am the top dog. This random will tell you who stabbed me. I heard he's honest. Yeah, he, Honestiago. Eventually, Honestiago says that he saw Cassio chase an unknown man who must have said something rude to him, and it's not really Cassio's fault. Othello, thinking that uh, because of this big setup, thinking that Iago has been kind to Cassio and softened the story as to not get his friend in trouble, he decides to strip Cassio on the spot of his rank, his oh. recent promotion. He apologises to Montano and says he will have him looked after. Oh, he's, that's nice. Yeah, good friend. Yeah, he's like, oh, look out. you've been stabbed. I'll sort that out. I'll look after you. Everyone leaves except Iago and Cassio. Cassio is distraught because he has tainted his reputation and lost his promotion. Iago pretends to be nice to him and Cassio is thankful to his friend. The friend advises him that to get his position back, he shouldn't go to Othello himself, but to his wife, Desdemona. If he talks to her, because she's so nice, surely she'll put in a good word for Cassio and Othello will listen to his wife. He loves her. That makes sense. Oh, the puzzle pieces are starting to fall into place. And then Iago says... And out of her goodness makes the net that shall enmesh them all. Oh. Evil. Is that a little foreshadowing? Because yes. later on they all have a big net. <laughs> There's a big net. <laughs> they, have a bi- they have a big net. Oh, that's the part I knew about Othello. It famously ends with that big net. <laughs> big yeah. net. If you're writing about this on your year 12 exam, don't write about the big net. <laughs> No, because that'll give. They'll know that you know too much. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, you've cheated because you know the every answer." Yeah, that was a, you know the every answer. <laughs> that was only a subtle net. Yeah, it's like a skeleton key. If you write net for every answer, <laughs> they give you maximum points, and you get to skip to the big boss at the end. You don't go to university. You get given at university. Yeah. And look, year 12 students, that's too much work. Yeah. So don't write net for every answer. Don't write net. Yeah. Oh, lock in a net. You're enjoying, you're enjoying your teenage years. Don't skip to adulthood where you've got all this responsibility. No. Our lives are full of nets. Yeah. Yeah. It really it quite literally becomes a net because <laughs> another net drops. <laughs> and we're all enmeshed. Yeah. So the plan is to recap that Cassio will be seen getting close to Desdemona. She'll start talking about him to Othello, and then it will be super easy to convince Othello that something is going on between her and Cassio. That's his plan. It's a, yeah, it's, it's what, like he feels like he should be higher ranked. He's like, he's, he's very definitely, clever. he's a, an evil genius. So if this was an evil army, he should really be right up the top. <laughs> is it an evil speak army? to the bad guys. No, um, unfortunately, the army is too good. And the uh, Turkish army is dead. <laughs> he should go lead them. Uh, lead the ghost army. That, that's cool. Ghosts can't be killed. Yeah, that's badass. That is bad. <laughs> that is badass. Hey, do you think uh, Honestiago is a good name for like a secondhand car salesman or <laughs> Come down to Anasiago's. <laughs> I love it. There's just a big net hanging <laughs> over the door. Dana, come in. we got a great deal for you. Yeah, just underneath on. this net. <laughs> Ignore the net. <laughs> That's the tagline. Ignore come the down net. to Anasiago's. Ignore the net. <laughs> uh, to try and suck up to Othello, Cassio sends some musicians to play outside his house to apologize for his horrible behavior. It's a bit like that scene in Love Actually when he rocks up with a boombox. And love confessions on a card, you know that? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? But does Othello respond by kissing him? No! He sends out a clown to tell him to go away. Quite literally? L- literally a clown. Okay. <laughs> not, That's petty and not, very funny. Not quite as romantic. <laughs> Ronald McDonald, get out there and tell him to leave. But I paid for a band. 
I paid for two hours. It's funny to imagine a like a clown yelling at a band to go away. <laughs> go away. The boss says go away. <laughs> All right. It's embarrassing. And, of course, Iago appears out of the darkness and says that he will ask his wife, Amelia, who was close to Desdemona, she's basically uh, her, uh, her maid, to arrange a conversation between them so Cassio can ask Desdemona to put in a good word into uh, Othello. Iago's wife, Amelia, arrives and tells Cassio that Desdemona is sympathetic to Cassio, but she has heard that her husband, Othello, was worried that Montano, the man Cassio assaulted, is so powerful that even Othello would find it difficult to promote him again even if he wanted to. So even so, Amelia invites Cassio inside Othello's house to talk to Desdemona privately. Honestly, I think that that is fair enough. (laughs) He stabbed the boss, basically. How often do you think you can stab a boss and hold any job? job. Even to be demoted is like, I'd be just happy with that. And and at this time, to be alive. Yeah. I mean, he just got drunk and stabbed like the boss of the whole island. He could have been like, hey, my guards that I control, get rid of this fool. Oh, great. So you just stab one of your bosses uh, in the heat of a drunken moment and now all of a sudden, uh, what, my career's going down the toilet? Great. And I can't just hire some musicians to play at his house and it's all cool? (laughs) This is BS and I'm sorry (laughs) to use such potty mouth, but I'm fired up as the guy that we're talking about, Cassio. Who I think early on in the episode was Cassius, but <laughs> yeah, no, I no it's, that it's Cassio. Okay. okay, I think Dusha may have referred him as Cassius, who okay. was a character in Julius Caesar, uh, who was the evil character in Julius Caesar, and also uh, original name of Muhammad Ali. That's right, Cassius, Cassius Clay. Clay. We've all learned something today. <laughs> well, not clearly, that. I mean, clearly we, not. We all knew we, that. <laughs> we said that in unison. <laughs> so. Cassio's invited inside. We in, we cut to Desdemona talking with Cassio, promising to do everything she can to convince her husband to reinstate Cassio. <coughs> Cassio, by the way, is his last name. His, his full name is Michael Cassio. Right. Is it spelt the same way as like the keyboard? Keyboard. I was going to say, is he? It's, it's a double S oh, with the name, right. but I believe the keyboard's a single. Yes, yeah. correct. Another fact we all knew. <laughs> hey, maybe someone out there, tweet in if you didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, Desdemona's talking with Cassio, promising to do everything she can to convince her husband to reinstate him. Othello and Iago enter, and Cassio sneaks off without saying hello to them. Oh, rude. Tells, a little bit rude, huh? He tells Desdemona that he still feels a bit embarrassed around Othello and doesn't want to speak to him yet. That's why he snuck, snuck past. Yeah. Desdemona asks Othello if he can, can reconsider Cassio's case, and he says yes, but gets very defensive when she tries to organize a meeting between them. She's like, can you talk to him later? He's like, no, not later. How about tomorrow? Oh, we'll see. How about the next day? We'll see. She keeps going at, at him until he tells her that he wants to be alone and everyone ex- everyone leaves except for Iago and Othello. He's a bit like, why are, you, why are you pushing this with me? Yeah. Othello asks Iago, Iago if he saw Cassio when they entered and Iago says, no. Surely the great Michael Cassio wouldn't leave looking so guilty. <laughs> oh. Othello asks Honest Iago. Honest Iago. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, Othello asks Honest Iago what he thinks of Cassio and if he's honest and if... Cassio is, is honest, and Iago purposefully holds back, basically saying, well, I don't want to cause him any trouble. <laughs> I've seen something, but it's probably nothing. Look, my name's Honest Iago, and I know honesty. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to say anything. He holds back until Othello literally shouts at him and begs him to say his mind, and finally he starts to imply that Cassio and Desdemona might be having an affair. He tells Othello to watch the two closely when they are together. It's all these things where he does that. It would make me feel like it's like you. You thought 
my wife was having an affair and you didn't want to say it of politeness? You're a jerk, Honestiago. I think he's saying, what if I'm wrong? I don't want to ruin Kinsky's reputation. Oh, no, that's good then. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, I take it all back. But then he says... You're all right, Iago. The hero of this play. (laughs) play. So honest. Why isn't the play called... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Honesty, Iago. I like that. What about for his car dealership, his um, website is honestiagos.net. That's really trustworthy. (laughs) Yeah. And then in brackets, ignore the net. And normally in a website address, you don't have brackets. Oh, but he's, he paid extra. Yeah. <laughs> it costs heaps. Yeah. Got Bill Gates on the phone. Bill. Bill. It's on a Siago here. Bill. Oh, Iago. And I don't, I don't normally like to talk out of school, but uh, that guy from Apple, uh, Jobs, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, you don't yeah, worry don't about worry. it. Actually, tell don't me! worry about it. Nah. Please uh, tell me. All right. Uh, in, under one condition. Yes. Brackets in my website. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Yeah, Anything. I'm Bill Gates. <laughs> I'm rich. Rich baby. That jobs guy, no good. <sighs> I don't believe you, but I do because you're honest. <laughs> Come buy a car. Ignore the net. <laughs> hey, ignore the net. <laughs> so he says they might be having an affair, but then he says, oh, it's probably nothing. Don't think any more of it. But Othello now has doubts about his wife. This play is basically a masterclass for bitchy high school teenagers. Oh, well, that's good because it, yeah. it is. Oh, actually, does Othello have like a. Is Clu- no, Clueless isn't based on Othello. That's based on a different Shakespeare. Thing. Taming of the Shrew. No, that's. Yeah, that's 10 things that's I had 10 about things you. Oh, wait, no. Clueless uh, is based on. It's based on another Shakespeare thing, but is Othello. Is there also a film, like a teen film that is also like this? Because it's all uh, Yeah, American to- Pie. <laughs> um, Iago's Stiffler. I- Iago's the Pie. <laughs> Honest Stifler. <laughs> Iago delivers what is probably the most famous line of the play at this point. He says, Oh, beware my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Ah, so this is the first time green-eyed monster was ever used? Yeah, green-eyed monster. So there had been, I, I looked into this a little bit, there have been uh, other poets and stuff that had talked about green with jealousy, green with envy type mm. thing, but this is the first time the green uh, jealousy is referred to as a green-eyed monster. Right. Yeah, so that's why it's probably one of the most famous lines in the play. That's interesting. Do you know why green? I'm not sure. It was... I mean, it makes, just makes sense. Oh, sorry, <laughs> of you. course. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Come on, Matt. Use your... I mean, there's no stupid questions, but that was a <laughs> stupid question. Maybe the dumbest. Oh, now that I think about it, it does just make sense. Green. <laughs> Jealousy. It does. Huh? You got ah. it now. Green. <laughs> I'm so glad we're all finally on the same page. So Iago leaves Othello alone to stew on this. And when Desdemona and Amelia appear, he complains he has a headache. Desdemona says it's because he hasn't slept well and gives him a handkerchief to put on his head. I don't know how this was meant to help, but medicine has come a long way. (laughs) He pushes the handkerchief away and says, it's too small. Again, I don't know what a big one would have done, but it's too small and it falls to the floor. Othello and Desdemona go, leaving Amelia alone with the magic handkerchief. She remarks that her husband, Iago, has asked about a hundred times if she would steal this handkerchief. 
She then says, I don't know why, but calls him in to give it to him. He is happy to receive the napkin and not just because it is such cutting-edge medicine. I don't know why. <laughs> he, he's happy to get it. I do know why, because Iago, now alone with the rag, plots out loud again that he will plant it in Cassio's room. Othello comes back and cracks it at Iago for putting the doubts about his, his wife and his mind, saying he is being tortured and that he'd be better off if he just didn't know at all. From this point on in the play, Othello becomes like a different person. He sort of goes mad with jealousy. Uh, oh, no, the, Othello. Yeah. The green-eyed monster. Yeah, oh, the, rooting he, for you so bad. I know. Before this, he seemed like a, you know, a pretty cool general, good soldier, great stories. But from now on, it is a bit like, shut up, mate. Shut up, mate. Uh, he sounds like he's uh, going to be annoying. No, that sucks. Also... <laughs> I found an answer to my question that I asked earlier if there was like a modern adaptation. There is. It's called O and it's set in a high school. I haven't seen it, but the reason why it rung a bell is because it stars the same lady that is in 10 Things I Hate About You, Julia Stiles. Ah. Ah, she's so, in it. Yeah. They went through like a weird phase where they're just like, what about is if it, we just Is it very old? 2001. So I was going to say, because she's too old for high school now. Yeah. And did you see who, what Clueless is based on? Taming. Uh, no, I didn't. I stopped looking. I Look, I didn't do that much research. I couldn't check out of the pod that much. I'll do it for you. Yes. I've got a laptop in front of me. Uh, just painting the uh, picture for those listening at home. Dave sitting with a laptop in front of him. Typing. Typing. Typing away. He's wearing his headphones. One on his ear, oh, one okay. off his ear. Here we go. Oh, here it is. The big reveal. If someone, what? This is from uh, bustle.com. Uh, I trust <laughs> bustle. Bustle.net. If someone had told me that Clueless was based off of classic literature, I would have said, as if. And yet, the cult classic is based off of Jane Austen's Emma. Oh, that's right, Jane Austen. There you go. It's Emma. I am hoping to tackle some Austen on this program. Jane Austen, she is, she's like sort of England's answer to Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If only England had a Shakespeare. Yeah. But, Dave, if they did... It would be Jane Austen. Yeah. Yes. Well, they do have a Shakespeare. Jane Austen. Jane Austen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah. There are dumb questions, and I, I just asked one. <laughs> so Othello's complaining, you've, you're torturing me with this. What are you doing? He demands proof that if it's true, and if not, he will punish Iago for making him doubt his wife. Iago says, well, he doesn't have 100% proof. He did sleep next to Cassio one night when Iago couldn't sleep because of a toothache. He heard Cassio say in his sleep, quote, Sweet Desdemona, let us be wary. Let us hide our loves. He's, yeah, I don't know if this is anything, but um, I was listening in to Cassio and he was saying, hey, I'm boning Othello's <laughs> yeah, wife. I'm definitely having an affair. That Please guy's don't, an idiot. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Hey, so. I just want to unpack that entire sentence. Cassio was sharing a bed with someone because he had a toothache. Yeah, that. No, no, no. Sorry, they, they just. Cassio's a dentist. They were sleeping next to each other, probably on some hay. Let's be honest. Wait, Cassio and Cassio and Iago. Okay, just as soldiers, soldier someone... to soldier. The, there was a toothache in there, right? Oh yeah. So Cassio, so Iago says the reason I wasn't sleeping that night, he puts too much effort into this lie, <laughs> was I had a toothache, so I was up all night, and that's why when he was sleeping, I heard him say. And then he says, then he kissed my hand and said, cursed fate that give thee to the more. <laughs> he really oversells it. Yeah. That's, That's how you can normally tell a lie is when people uh, add too much detail too much, to it. yeah. And then I did a backflip. Okay. <laughs> Othello was already mad, but Iago moves in for the kill and says, oh, and didn't you give Desdemona a handkerchief? And Othello says, yes, that was the first gift I ever gave her. Iago basically says, hmm, interesting, because... I thought I saw Cassio wiping his beard with it. 
But anyway. Wow, how did you know? Like, how did you spot this handkerchief? I know. I had another toothache and I was up all night. And, <laughs> and that handkerchief really helped because it's magic, remember? I've got a photographic memory for <laughs> handkerchiefs. Handkerchief patterns. Othello, now convinced they're having an affair, cries out for revenge and vows to take it out on both Cassio and Desdemona. So he cried out, for revenge! <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. That's cool. He does a sweet soliloquy and everyone's like, are you okay, sir? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Othello thanks Iago for his honesty and in exchange promotes him to second in charge. The pos- at, the car, at the car shop. The yeah. car dealership. Wow. He's now second in charge, which is the position he wanted all along. Really? <laughs> he wanted to be night manager at. Yeah. I mean, the car lot's called Honestiago's. <laughs> Surely he should be at least day manager. No, no, no. Does he night, was, Phil. Just a lowly employee. Fronts the ads. It's, so. it's actually a coincidence that his name is Iago. <laughs> right. What are the chances that the first resume I got was a man called Honestiago? The shop I just opened is called Honestiago. This works out really well. This really works well. You'll clean the toilet. Well, in all honesty, the shop is actually called Honest Largos, but I reckon with a little change. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to a little rebrand. So in the next scene, Othello asked Desdemona to show him the handkerchief that he gave her. Basically, where's that handkerchief? Because if, if she's got it, then this is all a lie. When, he say, when she says she doesn't have it on her, Othello gets mad and demands to see it and gives the piece of cloth an amazing backstory, <laughs> which really excited me. <laughs> Apparently, it belonged to his mother, given to her by an Egyptian woman who, quote, was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. Almost. <laughs> I love that. Like, I'm your favourite <laughs> colour is, think of it, yellow? <laughs> no, green. Well, that's also a colour. So, uh... almost got it. Or it's alternatively, it was like, what's your favourite colour? Oh, I've almost got it. I've almost got it. Oh, uh, I've almost. Yeah, I you, take this handkerchief. Yeah, you, you say it and I'll say if I was thinking it. Pink? Pink. Oh, my God. I was thinking well, that. You almost got there that before me. does sound. That would be torture. Almost being able to read thoughts. <laughs> almost. It's on the tip of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. <laughs> that would be her whole life. Her mouth would be making that sound. <laughs> That's why she had the handkerchief. Get it out. <laughs> anyway, part of the back, this amazing backstory was that um, Othello's mother could only be with his father as long as she kept it, and then she gave it to her son on her deathbed. So it's super important to Othello. And Desdemona can't admit that she doesn't know where it is, but she looks super suspicious. I he says, she Oh, I've got it somewhere, but it's not here. I hope she wasn't dying of some sort of phlegmy disease. <laughs> Imagine getting someone's deathbed handkerchief. Yuck. Oh, no thanks. No, thank you. Anyway, she keeps trying to change the conversation back to Cassio, and this makes her seem obsessed with him. Othello steams off in a huff, and Desdemona has no idea what's gotten into her husband. They just married. A, cu- a few hours ago, they were passionately in love. What's going on? Cassio wants to meet with Othello, and a courtesan, which is a type of sex worker named Bianca, comes in. Cassio asks her to copy the embroidery of a handkerchief. Yes, it's Desdemona's one that, remember, used to belong to someone that could almost read minds. It's amazing. Bianca is annoyed because she thinks another woman gave it to him and she is fond of Cassio. But he admits that it just turned up in his room and he's not sure where it came from, but can you please copy this design? Why? Because he likes it. Okay. That that's feels a like weird that's, coincidence. That's going to be trouble. This is one of our weird coincidences we spoke of at this time. Can you copy this? Just in case. I just want a second one. Just for when this one's in the wash, I want to have another one. I just always, I want one in rotation at all uh, times. To imagine Shakespeare writing this, he's like, ah, need another coincidence. 
we're going to write a new character, Bianca. <laughs> She's going to be brought in solely so that Cassia, Cassia can be like, hey, can you make this again? Okay. <laughs> Deal. And so, yeah. scene. <laughs> well, basically, because uh, Cassio moves Bianca on because he doesn't want Othello to see him, quote, womaned up. Another right. just coincidence. Yeah, which is unfortunate because if he did see him womaned up, Othello would realise that Cassio is not having an affair with his wife. Right. But he's like, oh, I don't want to be seen with a woman, which uh, no, if he saw with a woman, it would be good. He's trying to be responsible, yeah. but that is like the last thing he needs to be. Oh. He's pl- this is all for the pit at his, at, at his live shows you know when shakespeare used to be a touring band and yep. he, he did a lot the mosh pit at the front they'd love that shit oh, they would go. Like, like basically pantomime stuff <laughs> no 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 <laughs> he's behind you so there's a lot of that iago uh iago gets othello alone and keeps vaguely implying that Desdemona and cassio are definitely having an affair then to tip othello over the edge he tells him that he has in fact seen Desdemona and cassio together doing it <laughs> What are look, you... like, why didn't you reveal that earlier? Niago, <laughs> hi, like, Othello, look, I'm trying to, look, I don't want to start anything. I'm just trying, I've seen them both, but look, I, uh... it could have been an amazing coincidence. It could, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but they were definitely doing it for like three hours and I watched the whole thing. I had a toothache. I was just <laughs> wandering, That's wandering around. <laughs> I was trying to find some Panadol. I walked in on them, watched them. Said, is that you, Cassio? Is that you, Desdemona? They both confirmed it. Then I left. That's <laughs> all I came thought. back a couple hours later. Still doing it. Still couldn't find any Panadol. Just again confirmed that it was yeah. them. It definitely was. But I, I'm not trying to start anything. Don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. But I am honest, Iago. See you later. <laughs> Othello gets so <laughs> mad at this news that he falls into a trance. Oh, so he, powerful. He's so angry. Then Cassio comes along and Iago explains Othello's unconscious body by saying he's just having a seizure and needs some space. <laughs> Cassio is like, cool. <laughs> Mate, we, he's just having a seizure. Just having a seizure. All right. Oh, yeah, sick. All right, I'll catch you guys later. Iago says, well, but by the way, Cassio, can I talk to you later? He's like, yep, cool, no worries. Just want to interrupt him. What act are we up to now? Uh, this is the fourth act. Oh, okay, cool. Because I was like, I knew that we weren't going to talk about every act. No, no, in, like, no. So we are in, like, in... So we're in act four because I was like, this is heavy if it's halfway through the play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot going on. So basically the end of act three, which w- would be like the halftime break, uh, was the bit where um, he's been given the handkerchief. Cassio asks Bianca, can you make a copy of it? Oh, that's a classic end of act for Shakespeare. Just a random thing. Yeah. And then so Just you, you got something to think about yeah. during the break. So you don't leave. <laughs> Who You're is like, that woman? What's happening with that handkerchief? Yeah, handkerchiefs always make me come back. <laughs> so Othello comes to from his seizure or trance from jealousy. <laughs> Iago tells him that he'll speak to Cassio about Desdemona and that Othello can hide nearby and listen. So I'll get him on tape, basically. He's ratting him out. Whoa. He's going to wear a wire. <laughs> but the Shakespearean version of a wire, which is a man hiding behind a wall. <laughs> That's basically it. When Iago talks to Cassio, he asks him about the sex worker Bianca. Othello watches Cassio show off about being with Yanka and he uses wild gestures and Othello thinks that Cassio is acting out what he did with Desdemona and now thinks he's got a confession. Ooh. Mm, that's so basically, to... all units, go, go, go. That's, uh, yeah, jumping to a conclusion. Also, if you're going to hide behind a wall, Othello, Othello, get close enough that you can actually hear what's going on. I know. He, he's like, what's going on? And like, <laughs> Iago's sort of talking like, yeah, tell us about your, your lover. And then, yeah, but Cassius too quiet. Just, he doesn't say Bianca's name. From the other side, all you can hear is... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds incriminating. 
I imagine that he's doing just like the pelvic thrust dances from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he's doing. That was like. And anyway, and then John Travolta went like this. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, tell me more, tell me put up a fight. I can't do that to my wife. <laughs> well, well, what? <laughs> he flew away in a car. <laughs> I just want to can't look any worse for Cassio. Bianca appears with the famous handkerchief and tells Cassio that she doesn't want his secondhand gift. Othello recognizes the handkerchief from a distance and his mind is now made up. How the hell did Cassio get the, the handkerchief? He must be sleeping with his wife. Sounds, he, like, he, sounds like he's made up his mind like five yeah. times in so a row. He made up his mind when he heard <laughs> Iago say he's seen it. He made up his mind when he saw him act out how they had sex. He made up his mind when he saw the handkerchief. His mind is made. It's so funny to imagine someone describing the plot of Greece <laughs> while someone in the distance thinks that the detail is talking about having sex with their wife. <laughs> What's this one mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you doing the classic greased lightning points? I'm doing the greased lightning points. What, does that, what do they mean? <laughs> and then he pointed out to the stand. <laughs> wella, wella, wella. So Othello's new mind being made up is he must kill Cassio and Desdemona. He plots to poison Desdemona, but Iago steps in and says that instead of poison her, he should strangle her in her bed. Othello says, good idea. He's so very glad. suggestible. He's so suggestible. So glad to have you on side, Iago. He's so, so full of so many good ideas. Oh, mate, he's like his best friend now. So this is obviously important, but I don't understand. What, what does it matter to him how he kills her? Well, I feel like that's going to be revealed in a horrible, tragic twist. Well, I think that um, Iago oh, wants it to be as horrible as possible because he wants Othello to suffer for promoting Cassio over him. So basically, if I can convince him to strangle his wife and then he realises that he didn't have to do that, oh, he's a real psychopath. Whoa. He's a real psychopath. I thought it was so that he could he could get someone in at that moment and say, look, he's trying to kill him. No, basically, he just wants the death to be as horrible as possible. Oh. He's a bad guy. I'm starting to feel that way too. Yeah. Honestly, Iago? Huh? I'm not buying that Maybe. Lancer off him after all. <laughs> 1994. 1995, yeah. 1995, I think, Dave. You can see the slightly different. Well, he told you it was a 95, but really it's a 94. I know. Now I am convinced. (laughs) You're a jerk, Honestiago. I'm not a jerk. I just don't know anything about cars. I just got a job here because my name is Honestiago. He's cracked the odometer and he's got like a drill running it backwards. He's like, ah, it's good to go. (laughs) It's only done 50Ks. 50Ks in 25 years. Ah, Good as new. 10K. Yeah, so wait, if you give me a little bit longer, you'll have done no case. Hey, it's brand new. So we're getting through that now. Testimony arrives with new character Lodovico. About time. Good time to introduce someone. He's a man from Venice that is in some way related to Desdemona's father. Never really said, but he's a relative of some description. He's there to tell Othello that he's that Othello's been called back to Venice and that Cassio has been ordered to be in charge of Cyprus. Because they still think Cassio's second in charge. Othello cracks it when Desdemona answers Lodovico's questions about Cassio because he's like, oh, where is Cassio? Why is he not around here? And Desdemona answers and it looks bad for her. Othello strikes her and runs, and she runs off. Mm. Lodovico is absolutely horrified and demands that Othello call her back to apologise. He does call her back, but only to call her names, including whore, which in the context of this play is extreme. It's basically like calling someone the worst word you can at this time, oh, time period. I yes. mean, it, it feels... 
It's bad. It's bad now. It's extremely bad now. But the way they all react, it's like, oh my god, you can't say that. Like right. it's like really, really strong in the, in the context of Othello. Othello begrudgingly agrees to return to Venice before storming off, leading Lodovico to wonder what the hell just happened. The last time he saw them, they were newlyweds and things were going well. He's like, what's going on? Uh, later on in the act, Othello asks Amelia, who is Desdemona's attendant, if Desdemona has been unfaithful. And of course, Amelia says she hasn't. But Othello doesn't believe her. He then interrogates Desdemona herself, and of course she has no idea what the hell he's talking about. He cracks it, calls her the cunning whore of Venice, again very strong, and storms out. Desdemona is obviously very upset and consults Amelia and Iago. Amelia is married to Iago, remember? Amelia is probably the smartest character in the play. She speculates that one of Othello's enemies must be spreading rumours to undo him. But her husband, Iago, the villain she is unknowingly talking about, plays it down and says, oh, Othello's just in a bad mood about something else. This will <laughs> blow over. He'll be right. Don't He'll be stressed. Good. Stop thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Time for another soliloquy, surely. <laughs> well, one coming up. Yes. Everyone is called away to dinner except Iago, and then he has a chat with the dumb romantic Rodrigo who's still hanging around. Rodrigo. <laughs> Rodrigo, he's back. <laughs> Rodrigo's back, baby. <laughs> Rodrigo is dumber than ever. <laughs> he's so dumb. He's <laughs> sick of secretly pining after Desdemona, and he says he wants to come clean as her secret admirer, the one that's been sending her all the jewels. Iago was the one who was supposed to give her the jewels, and of course, he's stolen all of them. <laughs> so he can't allow Rodrigo to come clean. Those jewels I sent to you, my love. She'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about? This has been a real yeah. weird week." Oh god. Yeah, they were from me. The so, jewels. Have, why, I was wondering, why, why haven't you been wearing them? Instead, Iago tells Rodrigo that Othello has been called away to Africa, which is a lie, and that Cassio will replace Othello in Cyprus. He tells Rodrigo that Desdemona will, of course, accompany her husband to Africa, so the only way to stop his love from disappearing forever is to kill Michael Cassio. Because <gasps> without a leader on Cyprus, Othello won't be allowed to leave, and therefore Desdemona won't leave. He tells Rodrigo that he has to knock out Cassio's brains. Whoa. I don't know why um, Rodrigo doesn't go, well, I'll just go to Africa as well then. Yeah. That's yeah. never an option. <laughs> Shakespeare, uh, is Shakespeare a good writer? It's, he's no Jane Austen. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no comparison. There's no argument there. Yeah. Uh, final scene in this second last act. Desmona asks Amelia to put her wedding sheets on her bed and tells her that if she dies before Amelia, that she should use the sheets for her shroud. Desdemona seems to know her fate has been sealed. End of Act 4, baby. Final act. Desdemona just went from zero to 100. She's like, I guess, I guess I'm going to die. She's an absolute hapless romantic. She is head over heels in love with Othello. Yeah. Oh. And she's just confused as to why he suddenly flipped. This, like, honestly, this is a bit of a tragedy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> slightly. Would yeah. you, Dave, Luke, you've read this. Uh, Matt hasn't read it for good 20 years and I've never read it. Would you say that this is probably a Shakespearean tragedy? I would say it's an Austinian tragedy. Yeah. Which obviously she inspired yeah. William Shakespeare right. a lot with her famous tragedies. <laughs> Sense and sensibility and sadness. Yes. The one I was thinking of too. Yeah. Emma in brackets, she dies at the end. <laughs> but back to Iago and Rodrigo who are plotting to kill Cassio. Sword in hand, Rodrigo waits for Cassio to leave a brothel. Iago has given him the sword and disappears, saying that he'll be close by if Rodrigo needs help. Mm. 
Cassio appears and Rodrigo attempts to stab him. But Cassio is a professional soldier. (laughs) So he's a better fighter and he's wearing armour that Rodrigo fails to even pierce. Cassio, a soldier, stabs Rodrigo. So Iago appears from the darkness and stabs Cassio in the leg without Cassio seeing who attacked him. From his castle, Othello hears Cassio's cries of murder and thinks that Iago has done the job and killed him for revenge like they'd planned. He's like, great. Oh, this is perfect. This is good perfect. for me. Cassio keeps yelling for help in the darkness. It's basically that scene in Austin Powers when Will Farrell as <laughs> Mustafa falls off the cliff. And yells, I'm still alive and very badly injured. The wound is beginning to smell a bit like almonds, which is not good. That's basically this scene. He just keeps calling out, hello, help, I'm injured. I'm hurt. No one's coming to help him. Lodovico eventually comes along. Remember, he's related to Desdemona somehow. Yep. But he can't see anything in the dark and is cautious that the whole thing might be a trap. <laughs> Iago conveniently turns up with a lantern and pretends to discover the injured men for the first time. <gasps> in the darkness, he secretly stabs and kills Rodrigo to prevent him revealing the plan or revealing that he stole all the jewels. <laughs> so he just quietly, no one sees in the darkness, stabs him, <laughs> making it look like that Cassio did it. Cassio has no idea why he was attacked, and when he was told it was Rodrigo, he admits <laughs> that he doesn't even know who that is. <laughs> he is carried away to have his injuries looked at. Cassio's semi-girlfriend Bianca appears, and for some reason she is blamed. No idea. Because <laughs> they're outside a brothel or whatever. They're like, you must have done this. She's like, what are you talking Wait, about? Wait, what? Because they're outside a brothel. <laughs> yeah, she must like, have done it. Yeah, and they're like, you're part of the... Br- I don't know. That's confusing. It's confusing. <laughs> Amelia is sent to Othello's house to tell him what has happened, which is Iago's wife and Desdemona's attendant. Yes. Iago ends the scene with the lined, with the lined and the line. <laughs> this is the night that either makes me or foredoes me quite. That's another. That's something I say most days. Well, foredoes means undoes. Foredoes me. So that's a that's a sil- gonna... classic soliloquy right there. This is going to make me or foredoes me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he does say that exactly. Uh, back over to Othello's place, he is standing over Desdemona, who is asleep. He is preparing to kill her, but kisses her goodbye, and she wakes up. He tells her that he's going to kill her for sleeping with Cassio. When she denies this, he tells her that it's not no good to lie, as Cassio has already admitted it, and that he too has been murdered. Remember, he hasn't, but Othello <laughs> thinks he heard him dying out in the courtyard. And, and he didn't admit it. <laughs> No, he, he th- thought he heard him admit it. He saw him. He, was, he saw him act out a Greece. scene from Greece, <laughs> and then I saw him recreate. Heard him recreate a scene from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> He's just he loves those classic films. Basically, he watched him play a game of charades, <laughs> and he thought it was real. The news of Cassio's death causes Desdemona to cry because she she's she's a friend of his. This makes Othello. Does to Othello, this make, makes him realize? That she definitely did sleep with him. Yeah. Now he is sure. He's like, you're crying over his death? You must be in love with him. (laughs) Othello smothers his wife with a pillow. Amelia has now arrived at the door to Othello's locked bedroom and and he has heard screaming. So she starts banging on the door to be let in. Othello draws the curtain on the bed and lets Amelia in and initially tries to play it cool. (laughs) Is Desdemona dead at this point? Well. Oh. Othello thinks she is, but she's not. Othello thinks she is definitely dead, but he's drawn the curtain on the bed. Amelia tells him that Cassio is alive. Othello's like, what? <laughs> Pardon me? Desdemona, who, hasn't, who isn't quite dead, <laughs> screams out that she has been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amelia undoes the curtain, runs to her aid, but she hang- she hangs on long enough to say, oh, I wasn't murdered. I was killed myself trying to protect her psychopath husband. Mm. I smothered myself. I've been murdered. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. No, sorry. Uh, I, I, I mean, I wasn't murdered. You misheard me. I said I'm suicide. <laughs> Come on, classic mistake. Desdemona does die and Othello proudly tells Amelia that he did murder her for sleeping with Cassio. Amelia again denies this, but Othello tells her that her own husband, Honest Iago, told him the truth of the matter. Amelia calls out for help and Iago and Montano, the powerful governor, and another soldier called Graziano arrive. Great name. Graziano. 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 Sees Desdemona's body and says to himself. Si. Desdemona. <laughs> he sees Desdemona. He says to himself, oh, it's probably a good thing Brabantio didn't live to see this. This is the first news that we hear that Desdemona's father has died <laughs> and the last time anyone mentions it. <laughs> One of those asides. Oh, lucky her father's dead. Carry on with the play. Do you I think mean, that, and I bet that was written in because the actor he had in mind to play it was like contractually said, I'm not doing plays beyond 9 p.m. <laughs> you got to kill me uh, off right. like, I, by the fifth act. I'll sign in for four acts and yep. four acts only. <laughs> Amelia, remember, the, the, probably the only smart person in the whole play, begins to realise what Iago has done and starts to call him out. Iago tries to stab her to shut her up, but he has stopped. Othello says, what about the handkerchief? Remember, obsessed with this handkerchief. Yeah. And Amelia tells him that Iago had asked her to steal it many times. She explains that he must have planted it in Cassio's room. Realising he has been played, Othello flies into a rage and tries to attack Iago, but is also stopped. During all of this, Iago is able to stab and kill his wife, Amelia, before <sighs> running away. Montano and Grazio run after him, leaving Othello alone with the bodies of the two dead women. <laughs> He searches for a sword and Amelia's dying words are that Desdemona loved him. She says that to Othello. Tragedy, remember? Yeah. Iago is captured and brought back with the two men in Cassio who find Othello armed with a sword. Othello stabs Iago before being disarmed. Iago boasts that Othello didn't manage to kill him. (laughs) Iago then pledges that he will remain silent and never speak again and not reveal his plans. But luckily, they find a note in the pocket of Rodrigo's dead body that explains all the missing parts of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, oh, this sweet note, don't worry about it. It's very convenient. And anyway, they say that they'll be able to torture a confession out of Iago anyway. They're like, hey, you can hold your tongue. We'll put you on the rack. We'll yeah, see about like, that. Yeah, all right, idiot. Good luck. Good luck. We got this note anyway. Yeah. He's like, damn it. But even him saying, I'm not going to admit to it, it's sort of like saying... Admit to what? If you, why are you saying? Uh, he's it? like, uh, this is all very confusing, but I won't tell you how I did it. <laughs> and then they find a note that says exactly how he did it. Othello produces a dagger that no one knew he had, and he dramatically kills himself while acting out how he once killed an enemy soldier. He says, "I took by the throat the circumcised dog." <laughs> why he grabbed a circumcised dog, nobody knows. <laughs> that is, I've heard a lot of unpleasant two-word sentences, but. Circumcised dog is well and truly up there. I know. What? Is it it's for a religion racial, it's a or is it slur, for I, imagine. I think health. implying that they were of a different religion to he. Right. So quick body count recap right in this final scene. <laughs> Rodrigo, dead, killed by Iago out in the courtyard in darkness. Desdemona, dead, killed by Othello with a pillow. Claim Amelia, suicide. Claim suicide. <laughs> Amelia, dead, killed by her husband Iago. 
Othello dead, killed by his own hand, and he dramatically falls onto his wife's body on the bed. Montana wraps things up by making Cassio Othello's replacement and orders Iago to be executed. The curtain falls. The audience goes wild! (laughs) That is the end of the play. Twist that, like, we never see what happens to Iago. He might have talked his way out of that one. He might have. Yeah, I would have thought that's what the crowd would have wanted. That would have been the satisfying thing would have been seeing him. He's ordered to be executed, so he could get... He still could be alive to this day. Yeah, because he is he's even a great he, manipulator. Even though he's 400 years old and fictional. Wow. <laughs> that would be quite a feat. Often one of those things is a hard hurdle to clear, like being fictional or being 400, but he's managed to do yeah, he's both. Done, mm-hmm. He's done the classic double there. So a quick summary of the main characters here. I've put down to some uh, very short sentences. Othello, crazy with unfounded jealousy. Yes. Iago, super duper evil. (laughs) Desdemona, tragically committed to her husband right to the end. And Cassio, super lucky, gets the top job despite punching and stabbing many people, (laughs) including the governor. (laughs) How is he in charge? Yeah, I guess there's no one else left. He's done really well out of all of this. He's the Bradbury. He, Bradbury's whole his his way to the finish line. So that's the play. What do you guys reckon? I thought it was shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Honest Dusha. Well, hey, I don't know how I feel about that title now, based on the play that I just said. I'd prefer you to lie. Actually, Matt Mac was a little too honest there with how he thought it sucked. Um, uh, hearing Shakespeare plays like this always breaks down. You're like, wait, what? Why did that happen? It's mm. like, yeah, I think you have probably. It's probably slightly unfair. Right, because I remember enjoying the the fish, fish version, burn. the fish burn, more. But I also was, you know, seventeen or something. At yeah, the time. she enjoyed enjoyed him more as the more. Yes, understood. <laughs> understood. It's more, a pretty wild. It's a wild play, though. There's a lot going on. There's a lot, a lot of death at the end. Yeah, like a lot of uh, Shakespeare's. I tragedies. just find that the, and I think this is the case with a lot of Shakespeare. Just those little coincidences. And people just taking on everything at face value. Yeah. Oh yeah, you say that. Well, then the woman I love, I'll just I'll believe you. <laughs> I know they're very some guy. They're a strange combination of very trusting and very untrusting. Yeah, yeah, it's... trusting the wrong people always. Oh, totally. Hmm. So now at the end of the show, it's time for you guys to review it out of out of five stars, based on what you heard today. Is it a classic or is it a flop? And what are we? And we're rating it as a text or as a play? Because I mean, I mean, it's hard to rate it as a play from a summary like that. Are you that, telling but... me that I didn't act out the voices well enough? We're going to have to go from the top, but I'm going to need to see some action with this dialogue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show don't tell. Othello, an enjoyable ride with some surprising side characters that sometimes don't add anything to the plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three out of five. Three out of five. Okay, that's not that's yeah. not bad. I think Mrs. Stewart. Well, it's it's tricky. I I'd say uh, check your uh, disbelief at the door because <laughs> because you know you it's it's like watching any sort of like going to a superhero movie. I remember one time a friend told me they were leaving Spider Man and they um, leaving someone in the audience said, "I don't know about that bit towards the end. A little bit hard to believe." And they were like, you're watching a movie about a Spider-Man. <laughs> you got to check. So I think Shakespeare is probably similar. Just because just you go, all right, just Spider-Man. Just, <laughs> Spider-Man are plenty. You just got to buy that everyone is really smart and really dumb all at the same time. And yeah, I don't know. It's but it, it's what am I comparing it to? 
I just don't know where to start with this. Jane Austen. Oh, Jane Austen. Well, she's the benchmark for English literature, apparently. <laughs> I'd, I'd say how many, how many, Shakespeare of England. Just um, how many stars, Matt? Two. Two out. Wow. Cop that, Bard. Whoa. <laughs> two out of five stars. Yeah, eat my shorts, Bard. So uh, that brings Othello's average rating to uh, two and a half. Two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. Not bad. What if I told you uh, this is a, a little fact that you can bring in if you want to look pretend you have read it. The first time the the phrase "wear one's heart on one's sleeve" right. comes from this play. Does that win you over? Yeah, no, I do. Which the, character says it? Uh, Iago says that. Uh, and what was he talking? He's was- talking to Othello when he's talking basically about like, oh, don't don't think too much of this. I know you wear your yeah. I know you wear one's heart on one's sleeve. Right. And what did it? What did it mean? I know what he meant by it, but where did that imagery come in there? Well, Shakespeare just invented that. He just invented it to mean that. Yeah, so to mean sleeve. That. To wear one's heart on one's sleeve is you know, to show your emotions. Yeah, yeah. he didn't, yeah, he he didn't did. invent sleeves, Matt. Just want to make that clear. I, no, I just sleeves thought, existed. Or hearts. Hearts existed as, as I, far as we know. I just <laughs> thought, so he just he took it from nowhere to this thing. I just thought that maybe there was some relevance of sleeves, but not at all. None. So he just, he just went, so people would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, so he just coins these phrases. I imagine at the time people are watching it going, what, the, what is that? Yeah, anyway, so just one of those, one of those things. Uh, but that is the end of our uh, Othello. Hopefully you got a bit out of that. You can now pretend you've read Othello. Yeah. You know, the, you, might, you know the plot, you know the gist? Yeah. No, it is great. It was well surmised. I think, uh, yeah, if I'm, ever, if I'm ever in a conversation with people like, have you read Othello? I'm like, Absolutely. Honest Iago, more like dishonest Iago. <laughs> Watch out for that net. <laughs> and then I'll try and high five them. <laughs> They'll be like, what? They'll be like, don't mention the net. Yeah. If they look at you weird, it's because they're like, there's an unwritten rule that you never mention the net. Never mention the net. Ignore the, the net. Othello's tagline, <laughs> never mention the net. <laughs> now, if we, anyone at home would like to hear more of you two, you do a uh, Multiple podcasts, both of you. Joel Dusha, Sandspans Radio is your overarching network. But what shows are you on these days? So I'm on, uh, well, the flagship show of Sandspans Radio is Plumbing the Death Star. which A is, fantastic program. Which is, uh, yeah, one of the podcasts that I host. I also host a AFL-themed podcast called How Goods Footy, uh, which uh, Matt has guested on before. Have uh, you ever answered the question? Uh, we try to every week. It's usually pretty good, unless our teams have lost, in which case it's not so good. So it's like a two and a half out of five, Othello's... Worthy of good? Uh, some weeks it's like a six out of five. Oh, wow. We are happy I mean, to break maths. Shakespeare's never that good. It's never been that critically acclaimed. No. <laughs> or influential. Um, I also pop up in a bunch of other shows on uh, Sans Pants Network. So shut up a second. I used to be on a lot and now I guest on pretty frequently. Pretty much if you pick any podcast, my name's probably there. And uh, sanspantsradio.com for all your Sans Pants needs. Absolutely. We'll link below and you can check out all the... Uh, uh, all the programs there. And if we want to follow you uh, on uh, any of the social medias. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at douche13, D-U-S-C-H-1-3. Nice. And nice. Mr. Stewart, you've, uh, you and I host another podcast called Do Go On. Yes. We talk about it. Which is, uh, you know, world-renowned as the best podcast in the world. That is right. But if you haven't heard of the best podcast in the world, myself, yourself, and uh, the lovely Jess Perkins Taking it turns to pick a topic suggested by a listener, and uh, one of us does a report on it. We actually did an episode on Shakespeare, The Life of Shakespeare. Yeah, we did the whole Life oh. of Shakespeare, if you want to listen to that. Other topics recently, we've had uh, Marilyn Monroe, Lego. You did a great episode on Friends That's recently, right. the TV show, not the concept. I'm trying to think of other literary ones we've done. We did uh, the guy who wrote The Lord of the Rings. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. 
and uh, other such things. JK yeah. Rowling, we've done. JK. Oh. We did JK. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was on an episode of Do Go On, so if you really liked me and Matt at the same time, and Dave, and, yes. Dave, and uh, we were all there, the and fan- Jess. The fantastic subject was literary hero Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yes. Uh, one of his most famous movies, Drive, is based on a book. Oh, nice. Love so, the connection. Uh, yeah, there we go. Movies are like modern day plays, <laughs> if you think about it. And uh, Matt, you also have recently, or fairly recently, launched a new program, Primates. Primates. Yes, it is. You have to put the pause in there. I apologize. I well, only have not just, been only if that people right. want to find it. That's all. <laughs> you say it, primates, but it's two at prime and mates. But Dave's also been on an episode of that. What an incestuous bunch we are! I know we all hang out. So you t- you take a a prime mate or primate really from a popular culture and talk to, talk about it with one of your prime mates. Yeah, that's right. So we've done uh, like uh, the episode of Friends where Ross gets a monkey. You and I talked about the episode of Simpsons where Troy McClure. Uh, was in the Planet musical, of the Apes musical, which was called uh, "Stop the Planet of the Apes." I want to get off. <laughs> it's so good. It's the one with the Doctor Sayer song. So uh, good. Also, I had Nick Maso Mason on to talk about uh, Dunstan checks in, which oh. is one of the classics. An all-time great. Yeah, a chimp classic. Yeah, probably based on Shakespeare, I assume. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> and if you want to get in contact and uh, with me and suggest a a book, or play, or a classic that you'd like me to. Maybe there's something that's been on your shelf you've never been able to get through. You can uh, drop me a line at bookcheatpod at gmail.com or uh, follow at bookcheatpod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's a pretty new podcast, so we don't have any followers yet, so we'd love to uh, have you uh, following along. Or if you want to give us a review on iTunes, that helps out, especially uh, if you're listening when the show has just launched because it helps it get up the charts. People go, oh, bookcheat, what's this? They check it out. We reach more people. We have more fun. It's great. Yeah, five stars, I think, is what he's he's asking for. But Thank he's you. too polite to uh, say it. <laughs> I'd give you five stars. I'd give this episode five stars. Also, you should tweet us all your reviews of Othello. Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, you did just review one of the most famous plays of all time and give, <laughs> gave it a three and a two out of five. So please give this podcast five out of five. Yeah, add those two together. That's five, That's baby. Five, baby. What are, what is five babies? What did <laughs> what did you give it, Dave? What did we even ask? No, we what would I give we're it? Rude. Yeah. Well, because I did actually read it and I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. The plot twists, the turns, I would give it a four out of five. Wow, four. Okay. At any point when you turn the page where you're like, four. Four. Didn't see that coming. Did you you making a light of it um that may you know, you went through it and you tore it to shreds basically. Did, I mean, what did you think was gonna happen? Do you think I was gonna come out of it going, Yes, best ever? I mean Yes. Yes I did. <laughs> I thought the retelling was good enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and um, re-listen to this podcast and see if by the end, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you updated on, on, the, on the stars and outside. If you, you're l- looking at the three of us trapped inside a net, mm. talking about Othello. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, so much for joining me, guys. Until next week, I'll say uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful sign-off. It really, really is. I thought it was going to be something like, at the chime, turn page over. Something like that. So <laughs> yeah, something really literary. <laughs> like a Golden Books thing. That's well, a Golden Books, let me it? just end with a quote from Shakespeare. Oh, we're still going. Okay. Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I sh- shall... 
<laughs> that I shall sell seashells. <laughs> that I shall sell. You did that one as well. <laughs> oh my god! Is that that it? <laughs> it's Mick. He's what? so good. That I shall say good night till it be morrow. Adieu. I guess that's the tagline. Thank you and goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.